goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Whoa, half quit Nick is in the house. Half quit Nick, are we going to see you in the morning? On our Saturday you got morning it right radio. and early, right and early okay. Saturday morning radio extravaganza crew. You know it. You're looking good, Nick. You got a hot date tonight? Nah, just feeling good. It's Friday. <laughs> okay. Diego's here. The gang is here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Friday edition of Post Nerdly's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you want to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us. It's January 12th. That is Rush Limbaugh's birthday. Wishing Rush a happy heavenly birthday today on WABC. You know whose birthday it also is. Today is a big radio guy birthday. It's, it's um the, the other guy, Howard guy. It's his birthday today, too. Anyway, we have so many news stories to go through. You have no doubt known or heard that Hunter Biden's people are showing signals that they may be caving. They want to have the subpoena reissued. And if I were Congress, I would tell them, no, you had your chance, blew it. We're taking you to court now. Sorry. Had your chance. You muffed it. Now go to court. I want to talk about some stories that are not at the top of the headlines, which is something that I rarely do. I always try to stay focused with things that are most up top. But there were a few other stories that caught my eye today, and one of them concerns a case that happened uh, in 2022, and it seems hard to believe that it's that long already, which was a mass shooter walked into a Topps grocery store in Buffalo, New York, and shot up the place, killed I think 10 people, he killed multiple people, and he did it because they were black. And he traveled in to get there from his hometown or from the town that he lived in because he said that Buffalo was the place. Yes, it was 10 people innocently going around doing their, their shopping, He was dressed up, this killer, in tactical gear the night he walked in. Gendron is his name. And he said that he wanted, he lived hours away, but he chose Buffalo because it was the city with the most black residents that was closest to his home. He shot 13 people, 11 were black, two were white, he killed 10. Last year, New York convicted him and sentenced him to life in prison without the possibility of parole. During the sentencing, he said he was sorry, and he acknowledged he killed the victims because they're black, because of their race. I guess the white people that he killed weren't included in that. I don't know. In a document online, he said he had been radicalized and 
um, he appeared to adhere to the quote-unquote false replacement theory. That's the Browning of America theory that Democrats introduced years ago. And the way that the NBC news people write this, they say that he adhered to the false replacement theory, which white killers have used to justify violence against Muslims, Latinos, and Jewish people around the world. And it's not what the false replacement theory is, number one, even by liberal standards. But, and never mind, that's NBC's reporting. And NBC used to be a great news organization these days. They are nothing more than a political commentary organization that sometimes makes an att- a stab at news. What bothered me about this story more than anything else is that today the Department of Justice has said they're going to seek the death penalty against him. They believe that the death penalty is justified. Now, Joe Biden made no secret of criticizing Donald Trump and the Trump administration for their use of the federal death penalty when he was running for the White House. Yet today, Biden's Department of Justice says, okay, the death penalty is okay for us to use. Just like when Joe Biden was running for office, he criticized Donald Trump for engaging in military action. And today, Biden administration is under attack for the joint operation that they did in the Red Sea against this Houthis group. And the left is unhappy, and they're actually pointing out, hey, Biden, you you, you criticized Trump for this. But this is what more disturbs me about this this rule, this, 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 this idea that the DOJ now was in support of the death penalty for this mass killing. Of course they find it justified. Most of the victims were black. It's an election year. Oh, look, we're tough against mass killers of black people. All across the United States, there are families who are still grieving the death of their loved ones in some of the most horrendous mass shootings imaginable. Some of them are school shootings where these killers walked in, killer killers, and murdered innocent school children. Some of them are workplace shootings where some lunatic walks in, opens fire, kills a bunch of people that he or she worked with. Some of them are seemingly random mass killing attacks. The federal government does not pursue the death penalty in these cases. Their families are told to just be content. Your loved ones are dead. And no, we've, if, if the killer didn't mercifully take himself out to and spare us the ordeal of a trial, those people are sitting behind bars and they're going to sit the rest of their life presumably, unless some Soros-backed prosecutor decides to let them out. But they'll sit around the rest of their life on the taxpayer dime. The problem is they didn't kill black people. They only killed white people, or they only killed Asians, or they only killed children of non-color. And so today the Joe Biden administration has just put in no unspoken 
with, with unspoken language, but they've signaled what they mean. Black Lives Matter if it's an election year and we want to score some points. We'll put that killer to death. But if your family is one of those that's been affected by these mass shootings and you happen to be white, if you happen to be Asian American, Indian, Native American, if you happen to be whatever other than black, then screw your family and screw you if you really think that the death penalty was and is the appropriate punishment for the crime. And this is unconscionable. Now to me, just so you know, I, I have had very ambiguous feelings about the death penalty my entire life. When I was very young, I read Carl Chessman's book, sell whatever it is to blah, 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 death row. And when I was a kid, it scared the bejesus out of me. I mean, it opens up with the the story of a guy who's getting ready to go big red into the gas chamber for murdering a family member. And he's a Republican. He's got a portrait of Ike. And right before he goes into the gas chamber, he gives the portrait to one of the guards because he doesn't want to take Ike in the gas chamber with him. They put him in there and plop, plop, fizz, fizz. His life is over a few minutes later. Ever since I read that book, I've had mixed feelings about the death penalty. But I understand from a point of law why the death penalty is appropriate. I think in the case of mass killers, these mass killers who've gone into schools, who've gone into business with the sole intent of killing innocent people and terrorizing society, there's no question that all of them should receive the same fate that the DOJ wants for this guy. But yet, that doesn't happen. Here we are in an election year, Joe Biden's poll numbers are terrible. Black people are reported to be moving away from his campaign. Big article today. The Democrats are panicked. They are spending millions of dollars now to try to reach black and Latino people. And so they're in a panic. So let's do what? Let's play. Let's play with the death penalty. The same way, I don't know whether you all remember this. Diego, you're too young. TJ, you're too young. Matt is too young if he's around. Rich may remember it because he's an older guy like me. He may remember it. But, But back in the day, Bill Clinton was on the campaign trail and left the campaign trail to run home to Arkansas so that he could sign the death warrant of a black man in Arkansas who was mentally retarded. And they took that man and they executed him. And that was the end of that. The Democrats and black people and the death penalty. It is something that's worth looking into. 
the way Democrats play games with black people, black lives, and black voters. And they are doing it again. And it is unconscionable. Now, this tops story in Buffalo. I was born in Buffalo, New York. I have family members still in Buffalo, large number of family members. I said at the time of this shooting, I can't say with a 100% degree certainty, but I can say that there is a strong, strong possibility that I have been in this very store because this store is near uh, what we used to call uh, the Jefferson part of Buffalo, and I had relatives there, and I used to go to the store with them. So in all likelihood, I, I've been in so many Tops stores and groceries. Chances are I've been at the store where this murder happened. So this story really hits home with me. And on any given day, any of my relatives could be shopping at a top store. But the way that Democrats play with race in America and fuel racial divisions and try to play racial groups against each other and play with race like it's a toy is sickening it's disgusting. And what's also disgusting, by the way, since I'm on disgusting, is the way that Jill Biden is out here parading, claiming that black, that Republican Party is being cruel to Hunter Biden. They were cruel to, pun, to publish his naked pictures. They're cruel to the grandchildren. And I guess by that she means the approved grandchildren, not the other grandchild that this family has tried to discard like she's a piece of rubbish. Until they were criticized by fellow Democrats for that, and they finally acknowledged the other grandbaby. Now she's claiming Republicans are cruel to actually have that news reports about Hunter Biden in his naked Phase, putting naked pictures of himself out, boinking prostitutes, and doing the crack, and all that. All that is cruel, according to Jill Biden. What is cruel is the way that the Biden family dysfunction is displayed all across America, including you having to run on stage and grab your husband so that he won't walk off stage the wrong way or, or forget where he's at. You want to talk cruelty? This entire Biden family is a lesson in cruelty. He should have never been put up to run because he wasn't physically or mentally in the shape to become president and to try to run him again under these circumstances. This is all politics. Cruel. 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us. As many of you know, that listen to this program regularly. This is my all-time favorite Bee Gees song. We're playing it today to honor Maurice Gibb. In 2023, Maurice Gibb passed away. He was in Miami. He had a heart attack during abdominal surgery. Maurice Gibb, a commander of the British Empire, along with his brothers. 
20 albums. This song to me is perfection. Bee Gees was a British band? Yes, they're Brits. Uh, why did I never know that? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Something about their songs just seems super American to me. I don't know why. If you listen closely, you'll hear the accent. Really? Okay, I will. I will. The more you know. Yeah. Oh, man, the Bee Gees. Oh, the Bee Gees. This is music perfection, my friends, on WABC. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. On this day, 2023, Canadian drummer Ronnie Bachman passed away, age 69. The youngest brother... Of Randy Bachman, you know them, BTO. Randy Bachman, Robbie Bachman. Bachman Turner, Overdrive, along with Randy, who is the guitarist. There was a funny story about the stutter on this record, too. Anyway, we've got a lot of phone calls, and I want to get to some of them. I also want to get to some other stories. Um, the Do you know who Dean Phillips is? Let's do a quiz. Let's do a pop quiz real quick. Okay, Diego, who is Dean Phillips? Uh, I've heard the name, but I have no idea. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Who's screaming? Who's that? Who's that? That's Matt Meaning. Matt, who's Dean Phillips? Real quick. Uh, you beat me. I tried to Google search him. I have no idea. Okay, got it, got it. TJ, who's Dean Phillips? Okay, nobody knows who Dean Phillips is. Dean Phillips is the guy that is running for president 
He is a Democrat congressman. He announced ages ago he's running against Joe Biden. He's a Democrat. He's a legitimate member of the Democrat Party, an elected congressman running against Joe Biden, Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota. He's mounted a primary challenge. The Democrats will not let him on the ballots in the primaries. They're, they're, these people that run around talking about, oh, January 9th, we have a fragile democracy. Oh, Trump is trying to be a dictator. Oh, Trump is, is killing democracy. These people won't even let a fellow elected Democrat run on the damn ticket with Joe Biden. They are so afraid of everything. They won't let a Democrat, an elected Democrat, put his name on the ballot. And now Dean Phillips is accusing PMS, NBC, and the DNC of blackballing him. They won't even let him come on TV to make his case. And is this, is this believable? I ask you, do you honestly think that the DNC and MSNBC are colluding to make sure that Dean Phillips cannot even have his voice heard, which is why nobody knows him. They won't let the guy on TV. They won't let him on the ballot. He might as well be not running. And they say Trump is a dictator. They say Republicans will destroy democracy. Besides, we're a republic, not a democracy. And Trump is not going to destroy the republic either. They won't even let this poor guy on TV. You know what? We should have him on our program. Lisa, since the Democrats won't let Dean Phillips on anywhere, let's see whether we can get Dean Phillips on this program and give Dean, tell Dean Phillips we want to do a 30-minute interview with him. We want him to state his case. We want him to tell America who he is, why he's running against Joe Biden, since they won't let the poor guy on PMSNBC, since they won't let the poor guy on any ballots, because the Democrats are so mean-spirited and so afraid. We need to give this guy an opportunity to speak to the American people, and we need to do it right here. Have old Dean Phillips come on and explain himself to America. We're not a. Fr- What's that? Aha. Uh-huh. They're from Australia. Well, I was reading. They're from Australia. What's the difference? Apparently, yeah. We What's just got a correction. We just got a correction that the Bee Gees are from Australia. So I didn't know they were from the criminal legacy of the British Empire. Well, you know how Australia got started, don't you? Oh, I know exactly. I was they there. They sent all the Not criminals over to ago. Australia, and 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 they and then the criminals started up their own little little England. So they're part of the <laughs> they're they're part of the they're part of the criminal element of the British Empire. The criminal wealth, not the Commonwealth. The criminal wealth. The criminal wealth of the I like that of the British Empire. Okay. I thought they were Brits. My apologies. I, I guess. That's hey, okay. It happened to anyone. Yeah, it could happen to anyone. Brits? 
Australians? Who knew, mate? Have to go over there and get myself a shilla one of these days. Uh, anyway. Oh, sad day in music for this one, too. One of my favorites. Cynthia Robinson. Vocalist. And they forgot to say in one of the major trade publications that she was also the trumpet player for Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. Cynthia was the trumpet player. Cynthia and Jerry. Jerry played sax. With Sly and the Family Stone. That's her on trumpet. And she sang Cynthia Robinson. Another thing I didn't know, I didn't know that she played trumpet either. Yeah, she was a bang trumpet player. Cynthia could play her butt off. Sly and the Family Stone. She died on November 23rd, 2015, but it's her heavenly birthday today. That's her. That's Cynthia. That first voice was Cynthia singing. That's Larry Graham. That's Sly. On WABC Talk Radio 77. It's our Friday Boston Early Rush Hour. Glad you're with us. Your calls are coming up, too. Don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Birthday today also. Birthday for Felipe Rose, born in 1954. The village people, you know the village people. Hit singles include Macho Man, In the Navy, Go West, and of course, YMCA. Everybody above a certain age knows how to do the sign language on this one. It's Friday. If you're partying in your car, rock and roll with us here on WABC Boston Early's Rush Hour. Oh, by the way, if you are headed out of town, you had better check your flight status. There are thousands of flights that have been delayed. We're talking tens of thousands across the country today. Felipe Rose celebrating his birthday from the village people on WABC. I'll tell you what, we have so many other topics of news and all that, but we're also here in the morning.
bright and early at 7 a.m. So set an alarm. Ask Siri. Ask Alexa. Ask anybody. Set the alarm for me. I want to hear Bo Snurdly in the Saturday morning radio extravaganza tomorrow morning. I want you to wake up with Bo. I want to be in bed and wake up to Bo's voice next to me. And I would like that too very much. I would love for you to wake up next to me tomorrow morning. So set the alarm and be with me. Because you can never get too much. Bo Snoopy. Don't believe you can get too much. I don't know about that. Saturday morning, as many times as you've wanted to share, you can share with me. It doesn't seem to me like it's enough. It will never be enough. It's just not enough. Saturday morning, 7 a.m., wake up with Bo Snurley by your side while you're in bed. I'll be glad to be there because... I'll never be able to get enough of your love. Let's head to the telephones on WABC. Andrew. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind today, Andrew and Stanhope? The cruelty with uh, sons. What about the black sons that Biden championed the 94 crime bill that he got locked up? What about those mothers of oh, he held the crack? Joe Biden has. Okay. Whoa, wait, wait. Great freaking question there, Andrew. It's cruel says Jill Biden. These Republicans are so cruel to put pictures of Hunter Biden in a state of undress while he's cavorting around with the local ho- uh, the, the local prostitutes. That's cruel. It's cruel to his approved grandchildren. It's cruel to his approved children. You know, the ones with the first wife before he was boinking his dead brother's wife. It's cruel. But what about Joe Biden and that crime bill? What Democrats say all the time led to mass incarceration. And Andrew here wants to know, why isn't Jill concerned about that? Why doesn't Jill, Dr. Jill Biden, to you, by the way, why doesn't Dr. Jill think that's cruel? Well, Andrew, that's a very good question. Let me ask you to answer it. Why doesn't Jill Biden, Dr. Jill, think that it's cruel that her husband played a role in making sure so many Americans with promise and potential were locked up for decades behind bars? Why don't you think that Dr. Jill doesn't cite that as being cruel? Why not, Andrew? Because it was a way to get power and money, he thought, that was a way to make the Democrats look strong on crime. So she supported whatever by any means, just like now she pushes him out when she knows he's not physically or mentally capable, but she wants the power, the money, and also the immunity to keep the sun. And also what about the black kids in Chicago? Why don't they care about those black lives that are lost? And lastly with Hunter, <laughs> my wife saw him. She was saying he looks like Bush. And who has a more Caucasian voice, Hunter or James Flippin? <laughs> now, I like Flippin's voice. Flippin will be with us tomorrow. 
for the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. It's either our news director, Noam Layden, with us on Saturdays, or James Flippin. I understand it will be James Flippin tomorrow, and we're looking forward to it. Thank you, Andrew, for the call. Sandra in New Jersey, you are up next on Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you, Sandra? Oh, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I hope well. Thank you. Okay. I wanted to talk about, real quick, Public School 261. I believe mm-hmm. it's in Brooklyn. You know about mm-hmm. that, right? Oh, That's this is terrible. the one where the teacher, this is the one where the teacher unilaterally decided from the river to the sea. <laughs> they took Israel off the map and it's That's right. That Israel, that Israel is not even even there. I mean, and this is a very bad thing. And and you know, I go back to Claudine Gay. You know, all right, she plagiarized, she this, she that. She had a chance when those students wrote her a letter saying you know, we're all being treated poorly by the other students. She had a chance to take a stand and, and let all the schools know that, you know, Israeli Israel is uh, <laughs> is an important country. I mean, they're our allies. They, we love Israel. They're good to us. We're good to them. But not to have that on the map, very bad to teach these little kids. That's what I wanted to say, James. Did you hear the show earlier in the week when I talked about the Hamas-supporting protesters that went to the National Cemetery in Los Angeles, where tens of thousands of United States military veterans are buried, veterans from World War I all the way up through the Vietnam War, and they vandalized the cemetery. Are you aware of that? Oh my God. No, I am not aware of that. I'm shocked. Oh, my God. What's happening to this? This world, what's wrong with everyone? I don't understand this. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you, Sandra. I appreciate your call. Bill in Huntington, Long Island. How are you, Bill? Uh, okay, considering we live in a racialist dictatorship. All right. Now, in 2020, BLM Antifa was the street muscle of the Democratic Party. Yep. Who's it going to be this year? BLM and Antifa, and let's so BLM. You have to acknowledge something about BLM. BLM went capitalist. They All this stuff about Black Lives Matter, all that crap, they've stopped with that stuff. They're like into real estate now. Black mansions matter. Let's get as many mansions as we can, and all that money that we raise, and some estimates of that money are up into the billions of dollars. Nobody knows where it went to. Or like Curtis says, uh, BLM, buy large mansions. That's it, buy large mansions. They are not about anything other than that. So they may not be out in the street this year, but Antifa, why Antifa is still unrecognized by the Justice Department as a terrorist organization. So I'm sure if the Democrats need some muscle, Antifa has always been willing to be the muscle for the Democrat Party. And don't forget, they're old standbys. Let me ask you, Bill, who are the original muscle group for the Democrat Party in America? The Klan? Yep. Mm. The Ku Klux Klan, the original muscle for the Democrat Party. They're still out there. 
although their numbers have decreased over the years, the Klan's still out there. So, you know, Democrats have plenty of muscle to go with. And they've always had a lock on the union, some of the union membership who have been willing to, how shall we say, bend and break. Thank you for the call, Bill. Gary, in Ossining, New York. Hi, James. First-time caller. I got two quick subjects. One is border security, and the other is music. You know, one of the main recommendations of the September 11th Commission from, I think, 2004 was to control our borders, especially the southern border. And we never hear about this. I only learned about it from reading frontpagemagazine.com. Excuse me. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, well, Garrett, the other thing I want what's your second point? You make a great point. What's your second point? The second point is I loved your book. I read it uh, quite a while ago, and I like what you wrote about your piano lessons and how you had to learn the Baby Elephant Walk by Henry Mancini. And I had to learn yeah. that, too. <laughs> Man, I goofed that up so bad at recital. Oh, it was a disaster. I'm not a great performer when it comes to music or singing. I told also how I botched up my school play when I was the captain of the uh, the captain of the pinafore, that stopped my acting career cold as a child. Thank you. The book is A Rush on the Radio is the name of the book. And today, of course, Rush Limbaugh's birthday. And Roger, I know you're there. Don't go away. But the Naked Cowboy is on line two. What's up, Naked? Hello. Hello. Well, I'm the Naked Cowboy. I'm keeping a real for you. I'm the next cowboy. You gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, Bo, Mister uh, Mister Sturdy. Yes. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I can't. Are you the real naked cowboy that's out in Times Square? Is that you for real? Twenty-five years, five months on January thirtieth will be if you were counting. But only I wasn't counting. <laughs> How how yeah. did you decide to become the naked cowboy of Times Square? Well, this is you're not gonna believe this, but I was born naked. Whoa. Get it? I was born naked. That was funny. Anyway, wow. so uh nineteen ninety eight I was in uh Venice Beach, California, trying to be either an actor, a Hollywood movie star, um uh a bodybuilder. And I went to Venice Beach, and I was shooting for Playgirl magazine in 1998. I went out on the boardwalk in my my jeans and a a flannel shirt, everything. I was clothed to the nine, and I was ignored. And the guy who shoot me naked for Playgirl magazine said, "Why don't you play in your underwear? Do something different." I did that the next day. Made the news. Made over a hundred dollars. Trademarked the name within a year. I was in Cincinnati, Ohio, went to Fountain Square, got arrested, made the news. And when I realized I was, I'm a big Tony Robbins guy, and it's, it's not what you can do, it's what you will do. And I wanted to be the most celebrated entertainer of all time. And without further ado, let me do my new Trump song. Trump, I can't. Let's hold it. Make it. We got to go. We got Lou Dobbs. But here's what. I want you to call back. We're on the air six days a week. So the next time we hear from the Naked Cowboy, he's going to do his Trump song for us. The Naked Cowboy on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Time to check in with Lou Dobbs. We're playing this song in honor of George Duke, who played with Michael and so many other people, had his own albums, his own career that was outstanding. George Duke, American musician, 
Oh, my gosh. George Duke is so amazing. If you don't know who he is, check him out. So we'll go in with Michael and check out Lou Dobbs. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. 1974 on this day, Steve Miller. Number one on the U.S. singles chart. Some people call me Maurice. With this one. Speaking of the pompatus of love, the Joker. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. And we start with Roger in Rockland County. Roger, thank you for waiting. Yes, how you doing, Bo? Uh, again, I, I told the uh, screener, happy heavenly birthday and mega, mega dittos to Rush in Heaven. It happens to be my birthday as well today, so I'm uh, thinking about him all the time. Uh, as far as the cruelty to Hunter, 51 top law enforcement experts, according to Biden, the debate said that it was Russian disinformation. Big Tech, Twitter, blocked the New York Post from the damning report before the election. All the denials and lies. So, of course, the pictures and emails had to be proven true. <clears throat> so spare us, um, the, the, spare us, Joe, and your elder abuse. Finally, know what was cruel? The raiding of Baron Trump's house, uh, room in Mar-a-Lago, in that FBI disgraceful um, uh, raid of of, uh, of Mar-a-Lago. Roger, all of it very well said. Thank you so much. Let's quickly head to George in New Jersey on a rapid phone. Hi, George. How are you, Bo? Great. Mr. Golden, uh, you mentioned George Duke before. There's not a lot of folk that are involved with his music, but I remember George Duke well. His keyboard um, acumen is, is phenomenal, and the fact that he played with Frank Zappa is something that I, I just, George was, he is a phenomenal. George um, was such a, George Duke was such a phenomenon. I first heard of him when he did a record with Billy Cobham, and then if you look at the music that he played on the jazz side, then you jump to George Duke, the solo artist, with his own releases, and then George Duke, the studio artist, as you said, with Frank Zappa, with Michael Jackson. He, there's a video out with George Duke. He's in the band. If you look, there's a video on YouTube of Stevie and Aretha singing Until You Come Back to Me, and George Duke is right behind Stevie on keys in that band. He is George Duke was a phenomenon on, in so many different genres of music. So thank you for remembering the the late, great George Duke. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, as we opened up the show and said, it is the heavenly birthday today of the GOAT, the greatest of all time. 
when it comes to this industry that I am so blessed to be a part of, the radio industry. Rush Limbaugh began his radio career as a teenager, was fired multiple times, never gave up. After a brief stint in baseball, he decided to give it one more shot. He went to Sacramento. That show led to him becoming recognized by Ed McLaughlin, former president of ABC Networks, who had just left the company. They formed EFM Media. Ed McLaughlin, Stu Crane, Lee Vandenhandel, and of course, John Axton. Rush came to New York and became very quickly a national phenomenon. For 30 years, 33 years, Rush on the air dominated American radio. Now we're moving in very soon to three years since his passing. Rush Limbaugh will never, ever, 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 ever be forgotten. As great a broadcaster as he was, I had the privilege of knowing the man. His generosity, his love for this country, his love for people is unparalleled. Happily, happy, heavenly birthday, Rush Limbaugh. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me, allowing me here with you. And God willing, we'll be back at 7 a.m. for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Until then, bye.